Hello and welcome to episode two of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We're the podcast that talks uniquely about Scottish football through the lens of fantasy football. My name's John and I'm delighted to be joined by my pal Scobie. Hello again everyone. Thanks for tuning in once again. Good on you. <laughs> um, bit of housekeeping guys. Uh, you can now follow us on Twitter at FitbarPod. Uh, if you want a bit more insight during the week or generally shite banter, uh, if this half an hour isn't enough for you. <laughs> and importantly, we are now on iTunes. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And the funniest reviews each week, we will try and read out uh, some of the best ones. Um, Scobie, uh, we're, on the, we're on the Acast as well, so you can subscribe to the Acast. Are we on Spotify yet? We're almost on Spotify. We're getting there. There's a few hoops that have to be jumped through. Um, we, we will eventually. Hopefully, that'll be an episode three update for you. Um, but yes, as John says, please do subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If there's anything low than five, and just kindly show yourself out. That's, that's absolutely fine. Um, but yes, um, and I guess thank you to everybody that tuned in to episode one and uh, all the yeah, it was great to have a bit of crack about it afterwards, feedback from people on Twitter and whatnot. So, um, yeah, thank you very much to everyone. It's been a, it's been a good fun, good fun week. And it's good to have football back, isn't it? It's great to have the football back. I mean, it, we're still learning. We're still in the episode two. Um, we still don't know a huge amount about uh, from the professional side of Scottish football, but we'll give it our best shot. Yes. Um, so, so this week, we're going we're gonna to look at uh, the podcast in three parts again. So the first part, we're going to look at uh, an app update, things we've learned from the app that are working, things that maybe aren't working so well. Part two is going to look at a review of the weekend's action and what that meant for fantasy points. And part three is going to be looking forward to what players should you be thinking about buying and maybe what players should you be thinking about selling. Let's kick it off. What do you think then? So uh, we got off the ground, 12.30 came or 11.30, the cut-off deadline came around. Um, on, on Saturday and, uh, and the thing worked and we were straight into Aberdeen Rangers um, we well, well there was, we were just, the thing did work but I did get a warning on the app saying that the, the, the week one chips weren't working um, yes which, which was, was a little bit worrying I have to admit my, set my pulse racing slightly here we go again is this going to be <laughs> going tits up um, but fortunately actually since the weekend's finished, everyone's triple captains. I mean, everyone's triple captain French Eddie, haven't they? So they seem to be all getting getting their points. The bench boost points seem to be working. So yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, an, an interesting quirk one we didn't know that was quite true. People seem to be certainly those that are at the at the top of the the, the mega league and um, who scored well over 100 points seem to be able to play two chips at once. Aye. An interesting uh, quirk again. Uh, we continue to learn about this app. I guess that you know must be an intentional thing. Um, it's a bold move to go triple captain and bench boost first week. But if you like the fixtures, maybe you thought that was for you. But um, yeah, that's a that's an unexpected one, um, and yeah. you know worth considering maybe for future weeks if you really thought think you've got a good game week in the bag. Right, absolutely. Um, I suppose the only other uh, one of the other points I was just going to touch on. Uh, was the vice captaincy? We didn't really go over that last week. Scooby, have you worked out what vice captain points you get? Because um, it's not like the English one where he's just your vice captain. If your captain doesn't play, then you get double points. It actually matters who you give your vice captain to captaincy to every week. I, I think I'm slowly getting there. You keep keeping me right, but um, yeah, you explain it again. And the points, I don't know if you know them off the back of your hand, but. Aye, so. 
Um, goalkeepers and defenders who are made vice-captain will receive double points for any clean sheets that they keep. And midfielders and forwards who are made vice-captain will receive double points for any goals they score. So there's no assists in there, but there's definitely room for them to, to, to get a lot of points. Um, I don't know if that would maybe make you think about going for defenders. Um, I think it's a good shout. Yeah, I think definitely, especially if you look at it, you know, we, we, see, we saw some strong scoring amounts there amongst defenders this week, particularly Celtic and Rangers. So, you know, is that consideration, it's almost a bit of an insurance. Somebody's not going to score them. You know, you can probably bank on them getting a bit more of a clean sheet. So better to maybe spend your vice captain at the back. I know, I think it's definitely worth considering. Aye, definitely. I think it's also important um, just to make sure that your captain and vice captain are playing pretty much every week in that case as well, because... You know, in the English version, you do have that insurance policy. If your captain doesn't play, they'll drop and you won't be losing too many points. But you kind of need those two players to be playing that weekend to maximise the amount of points you can get out of Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So there's a couple other points we've learned. You've got to use your free transfer every week, otherwise, you, or you will lose it. So you won't get two the following week. Uh, so Not use it or lose it. I know I need to do loads of transfers after my shocking performance. Yes. I will definitely be using at least one transfer. <laughs> the elephant um, in the room has been addressed. Not the, not the flying start for us hat we're maybe hoping for um, when they were chatting away about it um, on the pod last week. Um, but, you know, I'm sure you'll claw it back. You're an experienced fantasy leaguer. Um, but yeah. Another interesting quirk I thought is that we, there's, there's no bonus points, right? Um, so it just made me think, like, what does that mean for the game? What does that mean for your team selections? Well, goalkeepers normally can often be bonus point magnets, even if they don't keep a clean sheet. So I'm thinking when you're selecting your goalkeeper, thinking about your goalkeepers, it's even more important just to be sure that they're going to keep a clean sheet and not so much that they're going to be making a lot of saves because there's no save bonuses as well. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a fair point as well. Um, it's a very different game, isn't it? It's a very different app. On the face of it, they've used a lot of the same structure, but you know, I think there, it's, it, I think it's quite nice that there's something unique there, you know, about the game, and it does make you approach it a little bit differently. Uh, some really fun parts to it too. Last point that will probably uh, take us in nicely to part two is the use of wild cards, because I've been considering a wild card after my shambolic week one. <laughs> Already, <laughs> the early wild card. Uh, but the only thing that's actually stopped me from using my wild card so far is that it doesn't reload, so you don't get your second wild card until the split, which for those that aren't too familiar when that right. is, that's not until April this season. So, so that'll be April again when you can reload. Well, that'll be crunch time in, in the fantasy season, so you know, it could make a big difference there. And then you know, you've got to think about, well, do you go with you know, somebody that's maybe sitting... You know, sitting seventh can be playing a lot of the relegation battle. There's interesting things to think about there and how you how you maybe structure your team post the split. Yeah, I, will uh, I think it's I think it's great. I think we can we can move on. We don't I don't think we you know we don't use a full technical rundown and review of this app, but I don't think anyone's here for that. Um, but you know, it's getting there. I, I I think it's a it's a really solid starting effort. I'm sure they'll improve it as things go on. Yeah, you know, I think as much as it says it's powered by Opta, you look into the, the you know if you when you when you're changing uh, players. Currently, it still says everybody scored zero points at the weekend. So I was kind of thinking, you know, these would be nice things to be able to toggle by points, see how things are going later on in the season. None of that seems, none of that functionality seems to be there yet. Um, and you also sort of can't really see, uh, you know, future game weeks at the moment as well. You have to go off and check that yourself on, you know, on another browser or something. But um, look, really, really good start and, uh, and, 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 and excited to finally be up and running. 
Aye, absolutely. All right, are we ready to move on to part two? Yes, fire away. Okay, so welcome to part two, and this is going to be a review of the weekend's action. Scobie, how did you get on at the weekend, opening weekend? I was booking for it. It was really <laughs> exciting. Did it deliver? I think it did in so many ways. How did you it get did. on? It did, yeah. Um, look, a fair number of goals, some interesting ties. Uh, you know, we're not going to get deep into the, into, into the football analysis um, behind it, but from a fancy perspective, it was interesting. I think everybody that you know, loaded their loaded their box with, with Celtic players, particularly Edouard, will be happy. Um, I saw that we had 49% ownership um, as our captaincy um, out of those that owned owned, owned Edouard. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if anyone's got that stat, what the actual ownership of Edouard is, but I expect quite high. And even more so, the 8% of people um, decided to triple captain in week one. So... Look, incredible, but, you know, how many more matches is he going to play in a Celtic strip with, with Leicester sniffing around? Um, but that Celtic team looked, looked bloody up for it in a, in a big kind of silent cauldron of Parkhead. They were flying and Hamilton looked thoroughly sort of um, under pressure the whole, the whole and, afternoon. And would you say French Eddie is, well, whilst he is at Celtic, is a sort of set as captain and just forget him? You know, you just set it, forget it, don't overthink it every week, just make the man captain. He's going to score goals more often than not. I mean, until he gives you reason not to, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't. You know, if you're, if you're shelling out eight and a half million for him in your team, you know, uh, you know unless somebody of equal value that you've got on the team that kind of goes on a, on a run or you, or you, you fancy doing something different, I think especially with having the vice captain options and the else that can pick up additional points, yes, I mean, he's got to be. Um, first name on the captain team sheet, so to speak. Um, and I think he will continue to be. Um, obviously, Aberdeen and Rangers, you, you know, you, you're, you're dishing out the advice to, to try and avoid that fixture where you could, because it looked like it would be a, um, a bit of a stalemate, um, one goal in it. Tough start for, for Aberdeen, I, I mean, of course. I've, I've watched this game. Aberdeen were absolutely appalling, to be quite frank. Um, they, they didn't create... Uh, Anything going forward, I think they had one shot for about 25 yards that was, that was shocking. Um, sweet, sweet Considine got himself sent off. Uh, I was going to ask, I mean, is the, <laughs> is the, is the Argentinian Malbec, uh, you know, a little bit court? Has it been, has it been left out for a little bit long? Um, well, quite, he quite was, possibly. There was a strong, there was a, I think it was a strong uptake in ownership after you were... Uh, you gave him the, the approval, but um, so that was that was a shambles. Uh, now McGinn didn't start. Um, just just thinking about this, the sort of Considine, um, how that dynamic works into the Aberdeen team now. Uh, what it will mean is probably Johnny Hayes is now going to move from left midfield to left back, um, and he's down as a midfielder. So you probably you've got you know less. He's going to be forward slightly less than he would be. Um, but what it does mean is it probably means that it'd be McGinn and Kennedy on the wings. Um, so they've maybe got a bit like McGinn. I would expect to start at the weekend. Um, but Aberdeen through the middle were, were, were toothless. Um, Ronald Hernandez was the only boy that, um, that looked at half decent. He was starting ahead of Shea Logan, so maybe worth putting on your watch list. On the flip side, I thought Rangers were excellent. Yeah, yeah, played very well. Um, Morelos uh, obviously got that assist for Kent. It was a little touch. Um, mm. Didn't get himself in the score sheet fine, but 
obviously news coming through today that Rangers have signed uh, a new forward. Um, Aye, they've signed Kimar Roof uh, from Anderlecht, who previously man, wasn't he? Yeah. Before that, before that was at Leeds United. Um, uh, is that an ominous sign? Is the bell tolling? You'd have to think that Morelos probably isn't going to be hanging around Rangers for much longer if they've gone and spent, I believe, to be the best part of five million on on a striker. Yeah. Um, he's a decent player. I watched him quite a bit when he was at Leeds a couple of seasons ago. He's much better through, much more effective through the middle. Uh, than he yep. is at wide. He kept Patrick Banford out the side um, until he got injured. He scored uh, best part of 30 goals in two, two seasons for, for Leeds before he made his move to Anderlecht. He uh, did only score two goals in 25 games for Anderlecht, so he's had a little bit of a wobble last year. But if, if, if Gerard gets him going, uh, I think he'll be really, really effective. I'd be very interested to see what price he comes in at. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely. We've already seen uh, you know, the, the, the big new goalie, Barkas, from, uh, who's gone to Celtic, has gone at 3.6 million for a goalkeeper, you know, ahead of um, Bain, who had a pretty good afternoon between the sticks, wasn't really tested too much. Um, but it looks like he'll, he's expected to make way for the new guy um, at 3.6 million. I mean, that's 0.4 million more than any other goalkeeper. Uh, that's a big investment. Um, but, you know, at least it's a certainty perhaps in the sticks. So, so it's somebody that, you, you know, you can kind of bank on. Um, moving through some other fixtures, I thought Hibs, um, you know, had a very lively start to the season. A, a great win for them. Um, Martin Boyle obviously getting the double, one of the top scorers this um, this game week behind behind Edward. Um I mean, six million, he comes with a price tag, but he's continuing to do it. Um, there was some good analysis of him on, on sports scene the other night and the way he got forward, the way Scott Allen unlocked him, um, just always looks a threat. I mean, he's, he's scoring. He's Scott Allen looks like kind of, at the price he's at, you know, the way he was playing, you know, with that, that little assist at the weekend oh, as well. I'm delighted with that. Yeah, 3.7 million in my team. I think, I think, yeah, I'm really, really pleased with that. I can only see his value increasing as the season goes on. Yeah, he looks, he looks great as ever and hungry. And I'm just looking, looking at Hibs players. You've got, you know, you've got, a, you've got quite a, a probably soft compared to others um, run of fixtures next. They've got Livingston, Dundee United, Motherwell and St. Johnson in the next four three of which are away, but, you know, a team with a bit of confidence is able to score goals. I mean, they're all winnable games for Hibs. Hibs could definitely be, you know, up there early season um, and they'll certainly fancy themselves for third this year. So Martin Boyle could be one that I think probably is one that people will be bringing in um, maybe this week. Can we just talk about the Killy goal? That strike from, uh, from Burke was absolutely outrageous. Threw his laces, free kick. Unbelievable. Oh, it was a stunner. It was a stunner. And I felt even worse because I told a good friend to take him out of his team about an hour before kick-off, about an hour before the yeah, deadline. I mean, at 4.8 million in midfield, if he's hitting free kicks like that every week, then maybe he is worth a look. He definitely is. I mean, he, he's done it. But I think, you know, you looked back on last year, I believe it was only five goals he scored last year. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll be corrected on that if it is wrong. Um, but certainly, you know, not not prolific return for 4.8 million especially when you've got um you know selling like LMFC at 4.9 million 0.1 million more he, he was a popular choice this week this week for everyone and I think could end up being the man um so yeah a few other games um Motherwell disappointing I think a lot of people were yeah. ruining that Donnelly penalty miss yeah, yeah. Um, I was just doing a wee bit of digging on Donnelly there. Um, so last season, he scored three out of three penalties in the league for Motherwell. Um, so I'll just be interested to see if he's kept on penalties because he's not actually 
missed one yet. So you don't know what Stephen Robinson's policy is on whether he just sticks with a penalty taker all season or if as soon as you miss, is that you off penalties? And if that's him off penalties, then that's quite a large upside, I think, and maybe puts him slightly overpriced. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, it's certainly got a lot of, you know, high-level ownership. Um, I think it's an exciting Motherwell team. I still got faith in them. It was a bad start. But, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I thought Motherwell were okay, but I mean, Calm Lang missed an absolute sitter on a plate, and then he went and got himself sent off. And Stephen Robinson looked absolutely yes, <laughs> about that. Now, I often ask, right often, ask, often do uh, ask what the smell is, and it certainly was Motherwell on Monday night. On Monday night, yeah. I'm sure they will be back, and they will be challenging. Um, and yes, yeah, St Mirren uh, got the got the win at Livingston. Richard Tate um, was hit a goal and a clean sheet. Mm. Very attractive option at 2.6 million, but I will say he's got Rangers and Celtics next two games, so maybe perhaps move that, um, delay that move um, for now. Certainly one to keep on the watch list. I believe he was played out of position as well, slightly further forward. And that was his debut as well, was it not? I believe it was Tate's debut. Um, So that was a good one. And then I guess our final fixture to cover that one off. um, Dundee United, um, St Johnston, Nicky Clark getting the penalty. just, just, just on that. I mean, Nicky Clark's obviously a far cheaper option to Lawrence Shankland up front at Dundee United, mm. uh, and he's on penalties. I mm. mean, certainly consider freeing up a decent bit of funds, drop Shank the tank, and stick in Clarky up there if you wanted it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like only three point five percent sort of ownership last um, last you know last game week. So pretty pretty low compared to compared to some of the other people we see. Um, Liam Craig, if you had him, had a yellow card and then conceded the penalty, but he, he repaid your faith by the end with his goal uh, to kind of level the tie up. Beautiful ball, yeah, as well. Yeah, things come. They've got a difficult run ahead, St. Johnson, as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he took, him, took, it, took the goal well, definitely. So, I, I mean, as we look forward uh, to, to game week two, I, mean, I don't think we can... It's not, it's not time to throw the baby out of the bathwater at this point. It's still a long time to go in the season. You can't glean an awful lot from game week one. Um, I suppose it goes back to what we were saying strategy last week on the pod is, you know, you do have a plan. Stick to it. Don't completely shite yourself about how shite your team's done at the weekend. And I'm just yeah. talking to myself here. Because <laughs> I'm asking those kind of questions. You're giving yourself a pep talk right now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're using the pod as a, as a, as a therapy it's session. embarrassing. I've set up all these leagues with all my mates. I'm sitting, sitting pretty much bottom of most of them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, you are uh, sitting there. Talking of the leagues, uh, honourable mention, uh, thanks to those that joined our, um, our league, the Fantasy Fitbub Pod League. Um, and congratulations to early uh, runaway leader Kyle Aiken and Latino Heat. Uh, 77 points. Impressive stuff. Um, a nice, well-balanced team, although Halloran got himself uh, sent off, I believe. Uh, he had Tate starting as well, so a nice little entry there. So, yes, Latino Heat, the early, the early pod league leaders. That's very good. I suppose maybe we'd just use this this time just, Scooby, just to talk about how much fun we've been having on Twitter this week with a few of the, um, few of the accounts out there. Going to give a few shout-outs here. So there's FPL Maz, who kindly produced our form table. Uh, graded uh, green, uh, amber and red on fixtures so I'd take a look at him if you want to try and work out who's got the nicest fixtures going yeah, forward some really nice resources there definitely 
there's obviously the Fantasy Football Scotland scout who does a lot of detailed analysis on um, on form and players and, and where to put them. And then there's also a chap out there called FPL Audit who is excellent. He actually came up with this 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 quite crazy theory that I'm not sure if I'm smart enough to use in my team, but if you're between two players, then you're better off starting someone who's definitely not going to play. And then because the uh, because the whoever has the most points on your bench automatically gets taken into your team. If you were between two players, you bench them both, put the guy in your team that's definitely not going to start, and then you'd always get the more points. My head hurts just talking about that. It's like Inception. <laughs> like a team within a team. I don't understand what's going on, John. But it sounds very <laughs> clever. And it sounds like... Sounds like something I should definitely be considering when I, when I eventually get my head around it. Maybe I'll have to, I'll have to hit him up on, a, on, the, on the direct messages and get some advice. Um, also, Melting Caster and uh, produce some really nice tables and stuff. Um, and well, I, and he's I, the guy who seems to have all these mad stats, so I'm not sure where he gets them. He's got the ownership. Yeah, maybe he's got the inside inside knowledge. Let us know, Melting Caster. But he, I think he's been quite active on the Reddit. Um, there's a Reddit channel now for it called... Um, uh, slash Scottish FF if Reddit's your thing with some you know useful resources a lot of stuff you see on Twitter um, and, and just some interesting chat there so yeah really nice a nice little community forming and and yeah good crack uh, good discussing it with those people um, on the Twitter right. sphere Welcome back to part three of the Fantasy Fitbar pod. Now we are going to look at the weekend going forward. And the way we're going to do this is, Scobie, I want you to give me three players you're thinking of buying, three players you're thinking of selling, and we'll take it for there. Oh, God, that's a hard one. Um, Okie dokie. I've got three players off the top of my head. Um, I think Martin Boyle is definitely a consideration. I don't think I'm going to go for him because I need to do a bit of a bit of major renovation work on the squad to bring him in, but I've got a keen eye on him. Um, I also think, you know, we'll see when um, Dodge is back at Hibs, but Nisbet seems like a really nice shout as well. Scored a lot of goals in the championship last year, didn't he? Um, and I think, you know, he obviously got a goal. Um, he got an assist, sorry, at the weekend. And I think um, he is one to consider as well, especially with him with that picture. She's coming at 5.1 million. Um, but for me, and I think it was his performance as well, you'll, um, you'll definitely back this up, um, commendable as you are, but Rangers last weekend. Uh, Leon Balogun, um, I think, could be the steal of the season at Rangers. 2.4 million. Um, it was a fantastic outing on Saturday, you know, and... and he looks to be a lock-in at centre-back. Well, I totally um, agree. I thought he completely uh, disposed of any Aberdeen attacks that even came near him. It was his first game. He looked like he'd been playing in the SPL for many, uh, Scottish, Scottish Premiership for many years. Um, just a bit of intel where he's come from, because I think he is a, a bargain at, at that price and does look like he's going to be a mainstay in Rangers. But uh, he mm. actually replaced Mulgrew at Wigan last season. And they went from having one of the worst defences in the championship uh, to having 10 clean sheets in 13 games. Wow. Um, you can't really argue with those numbers. And uh, yeah, based on his performance of the weekend, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. So I totally agree buying him. So much so that I have actually sold Constantine for him already this week. You've already made the move. <laughs> 
Oh, the Constantine fans, the Constantine fans all over the country will be uh, will be gutted to hear that news, John. Uh, the, only, the only the only thing I would say, um, just be careful with the, your Rangers pictures now, is that they are playing in Europe on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be interested to see if any injuries come out of that. Injuries and you know potentially rotations uh, for for some week. I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, all right, so that, that's got for me. Um, I've got a couple here. You've, you've nicked a few of mine, but I've got um, Jamie Robson at Dundee United. He's a wing back, uh, gets forward a lot, and is only 2.4 million. Uh, he had a really, really good game at the weekend. A um, lot of crosses, a couple of shots. So looks like he could be a decent bit of exposure there. Uh, Scotty Tanzer at St. Johnston is also a wing back um, that takes free kicks and he's on penalties. Um, he scored two uh, goals in pre-season against Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, missed. Yeah. So that, I think that's not a bad shout. And then just to stick with the penalty theme, uh, Ross Stewart, who scored for Ross yes. County on Monday night against Motherwell. Uh, I believe you do have to be called Ross to take a penalty at Ross County. <laughs> Quite right. And I yeah. thought he was outstanding. I thought he was good at you know watching that. Yes, he, he, had, a, he had a good game. And, um yeah, five point two million seems quite fair for him. It's five point two, I think. Yeah. Um, interesting choices there. Yeah, yeah. I think you've already football. made your transfer, so it's all theoretical. Uh-huh. This point. I might be making more <laughs> because I might be taking some hits. <laughs> uh, so, not to go on the negative side, but are there any players you're thinking about selling? Who, who well, you I, I get, I get. It's I, I'm gonna. We'll repeat what we said last week. I don't want to get. I don't want to go on the bandwagon too much. Um, and uh, you know they pick these players for a reason. So I'm, you know, hoping they're there to stay. I thought Carson looked pretty good last um, last night, um, despite the loss. And um, good to see him back. I mean, he's had a tour a couple of years with the deep pain from from Bosis, which they you know at one point thought was cancer. So good to see him back. But uh, and he was great, obviously. You know, prior to that. But I'm just, I've just got this, you know, this thing in my head. I'm slightly worried about him at 2.9 million. I'm overpaying him. What 0.1 million more I get in McGregor? Is that just the right moves to make? So that's definitely something that I'm considering. Uh, as I say, I think if I go with um, Balogun, which I'm, I, I believe I will, um, I probably lose Ryan Porteous. I can, I can get myself, you know, 3.2, uh, 3.2 million Porteous. 2.4. I get 0.8 million back to then invest elsewhere on the park. So I think he would be the man. Um, that would be the fall guy there. Uh, and apart from that, I'm scraping around a bit. I mean, I, I, I believe in Dykes. Uh, I, I changed to Dykes, obviously, last week. You will notice that my final starting team was quite different to my team um, that I discussed on the pod last week. I apologise, John did at least stick true to his, um, but there was a there's an array of things that happened. In it's all things, Toby. I mean, you're telling our listeners today one thing and you go and do the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Who's uh, your loyalty, man? My harlot. Luckily, I cannot, I can't do that again. Uh, this week without taking a major hit. So, um, so yes, I put Dykes in. Uh, didn't score the weekend, but we'll stick with him uh, and see where he goes. Uh, a bit longer term, you know, maybe I've got to consider that. Just such a valuable position, isn't it? So, um, but yes, generally pretty happy. What about you? So I've actually, under my cell players, I've got every single Aberdeen player because they were so awful at the weekend. And you just wonder where you're going to be getting your fantasy points from. So, I mean, the, yeah. the obvious one to hook is Considine straight away. Yeah. Um, but going forward, they looked really, really poor. Missing um, Cosgrove. 
missing Cosgrove, who's going to be out, you know, for three or four months. Anderson didn't look right up top. Main's going to be out for a while. So unless something changes, I just can't see where the goals are coming for Aberdeen. Uh, and a lot of their assets are really highly priced, just given the success over the last few years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think you just have to be careful with them. I've also got Morelos on my sell list. Um, obviously due to the, the news of breaking that Roof's just signed. He's also not scored a league goal in eight games. And yeah. I thought he looked a little bit tubby, I have to be honest. He was carrying some timber, wasn't he? But he did get a nice touch in for the assist. And, you know, he's got a shot. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you want to be a little bit careful as well. Like Lee Griffiths was absolutely nowhere to be seen at the weekend. So I don't know if yeah. some people had him in. Um, well, again, it's considerable. But then Clamalla coming in and took his goal really well, I thought. Um, I mean, it's hard. He replaced Edouard, who was just, I mean, it's one of, you know, putting into context, Hamilton did not cover themselves in glory. As Rice said at the end, they're not going to be judged by their performances against Celtic. But their defence was particularly awful. You know, and I thought the keeper actually, I felt sorry for him, not a quite good game. But anyway, just the pace. He's always in the right place, the positioning. And he's tapping after tapping. Kamala doesn't quite have that pace, but he took his goal really nicely. And again, we talked about it last week, 4.8 million. I think they will look to him if Edward goes. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, definitely keeping him on the watch list. The only other couple I had, just all from my team, basically. Um, Peter Paul looked okay <laughs> for the United, but I do worry how many goals he's going to score this season. And then the other one is uh, Jake Hasty was hooked after 59 pretty ineffective minutes on Monday night at Dingwall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. as we say, we think it, we think stick with your Motherwell ones. They probably will I think come. You do. Yeah, I think you stick with them uh, and see how the season goes. So, uh, interesting weekend ahead. Um, Rangers at home to St Mirren. First game at Ibrox. That's going to be a tough, a tough one for St Mirren. I'm sure a few Rangers players will be looking to get um, their first goals of the season there. Um, Livingston are hosting Hibs, um, Celtic away at Kilmarnock. You know, lots of interesting fixtures again. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to to week. Can't wait for it. We're absolutely loving it. We're loving having Scottish football back. We're loving having Scottish football, the front and centre of football in Europe right now. Exactly. Hope you are enjoying it as much as we are. Um, thank you so much for listening. Well yeah. done for getting to the end of it again, if you have done. And uh, please do subscribe comment, review uh, on everything and follow us at FitBarPod on Twitter. And we'll be back next week. Next week, Scooby? Next week. And we might be in person. We'll be doing it together. We, we should admit we're, we're recording these over Zoom. Uh, not just, we, we know lockdown's been lifted, but just, you know, technicalities. But I think we might do the first pod together next week, um, which will make it probably even worse. But there we go. We'll look forward to it. All right, then. Thank you very much for listening again. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, Cheerio for now. All the best for the weekend, guys.